Hello, it's Christine here and you're listening to the Laterpreneur podcast. If you've been in the online business world for more than, I don't know, a few minutes, I'm sure you've heard the following. The riches are in the niches, although in Australia we call it niches. Another one is you must niche, otherwise you won't stand out against all your competitors. What, you haven't niched down? Are you crazy or something? Why have people got this idea that we all must niche, otherwise we're missing out? So today I thought we'd let's go exploring. I've been around the online business world, as I've said before, for probably about 10 to 12 years. And when I have been trying to get clarity around who is my niche and what is my business, I have run into all sorts of roadblocks. The first one has been, okay, I'm sure you've all seen it, the sweet spot diagram. It's an exercise where you've got your three circles. One is your things you do well. The other is what do you want to do? And the third is what would you get paid to do? And your sweet spot, which is what your business should be, is that little bit in the middle. So I've done this countless times in all different ways. And it has never really worked for me. All it has done is confuse me more. And I've thought, what on earth is wrong with me? Others seem to be able to find a niche and just run with it. You know, you end up feeling frustrated, highly stressed, as though there's really, there's obviously something wrong with me. But what I've found is that when you're starting out with a new business, and you don't have an audience or a big audience, or in any well-defined target market, that is when you're most likely to wrestle with this whole concept of you got a niche down. And being a new business owner, you're also the very people who are far less likely to be able to even do this exercise effectively. And yet we're all told to do it. And then you'll just know what your business is about. What I've found is that niching is often confused with defining your target market okay what the niche is is your specific topic or industry it's really the what whereas your target market or ICA which is another fancy term for ideal customer avatar it's the who who are you marketing the what to so they're two distinct things yeah they overlap a bit but I think we get very confused and think the niche is actually the who. For myself, I decided to do this podcast called Laterpreneur, which is really my target customer. It's somebody more like me, who's later on in life wanting to be an entrepreneur. That was all my thinking was around the title. So getting back to the ideal customer avatar exercise, I mean, I don't know who invented it. It was like, why is it always there? You've got to go deep into their demographics and their psychology and how old are they and what's their name? Uh, Yeah, I went Googling who invented (laughs) this ideal customer avatar and all I got was a whole lot of confusing blogs and didn't get anywhere really. Some people think having an ICA is an absolute must and others believe it's a whole lot of rubbish. I probably tend to be in the second camp because it hasn't really done much for me except frustrate me 
get me more confused and I go out there even further looking for out there. What's out there? There must be somebody out there that's got the answer to what my business is, which of course is against what I'm trying to do in this business of the inside out approach, which I'll get to in a minute. Recently, I bought two courses by the same person, mainly because it was a really good deal, sort of two for the price of one. And the main reason I wanted to do it was to get, again, clarity around what my business is supposed to be. You know, a lot of my interests and skill set is around organizing, decluttering, simplifying everything. I love planners. I love personal development stuff, all of that. I love learning anything and everything. So this particular course took me really deep into my past, who I am as a person, what I'd endured, the pain I'd been through, how I'd come through that pain. And then what am I interested in? What are my achievements? As I was going through this, and I mean, it went full on and it was a very clear structure. And I was noticing I was getting more and more frustrated. My stress was going through the roof as I tried so hard to figure this out. And again, it wasn't until I realized this is a one size fits all approach and I don't fit that approach. Ever since I was a little girl, I realized I don't fit in boxes. I call my, I'm not a, what I call myself is I'm not a box dweller, which means, you know, I don't quite fit. I need to be free to do it my way and what makes sense for me. I was starting to feel really hopeless with this whole process during this course. And again, I was coming back to, there's gotta be something wrong with me. Other people can figure this out, why can't I? And I realized it constrains me too much to think that I can only have one niche because I'm not just one niche. I'm a variety of things, I'm many different things, as is everybody. And that's why I'm becoming more and more aware that this whole idea of you got a niche because that's where the money is. It may be. I mean, you're often given this whole spiel about a GP doesn't make as much money as a specialist medical person, which is true. You know, they're a specialist. But then I think, but, but I'm not really an expert in any particular topic or industry. I'm really only an expert on me. And who I am is someone who loves to do all sorts of things, learn about something random that comes across my pathway. And I go learn about it until I'm done. And then I go and learn something else. So for someone like me, how does this approach that I've got to have a niche fit? So I've realized it actually doesn't. Earlier on and in a couple of episodes, I think I've mentioned this whole inside out approach to doing my business. And what that means is it's about discovering at a deep level who I am, what lights me up and not my ideal customer or avatar. And what do I enjoy creating for me? And then I share that. To me, that's very much, it's coming from within me and I'll share it from that place 
perhaps my ideal customer will then be drawn to me and what I've created in my business because they realize it's in true alignment with who I am. So from that point of view, is it a niche? Probably not, not in the usual sense of the word. It's just, this is what I've decided to do. I don't know if any of that resonates with you, but this whole idea of you've got to get it sorted out with a niche or you won't have a successful business. Like I've said in my before, you know, all of life and actually very much all of business is an experiment. So I thought, why not just do this as an experiment? It, it resonates with me much more than having to hit my head against the proverbial brick wall of niches. So this is how I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go deep within me, do what is important to me in my growth work, and then share that and we'll see what happens. So one final question for you. Do you believe that you must niche down? Or have you got a bit of an idea from this podcast that oftentimes it's really overrated? Let's forget about the stress and confusion that feeling we've got a niche down creates. And instead, choose to be you first. Create your offerings from that place of alignment within you and just enjoy it. Remember, you're doing you in life and in business. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast episode. I really appreciate your time and hopefully that has given you a little bit more of a different perspective on this whole debate that's forever out there on the interwebs on niching. And until next time, remember to always make it simple, make it fun and always make it best for you. Bye for now.